0: Film Jerks is a group where we, as a community, pick a film to watch, then discuss like little old ladies in a book club. Only our films have decapitations and nude slumber party pillow fights. If you wish to become part of a conversation and become a film jerk, go to the Facebook group and join. Film Jerks can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Smart Radio. Welcome, Film Ferrets. It is the Forsaken Ferret, your Bowtie Critic. And uh, we are trying to do something a little bit different today. We are going to try to record the Film Jerks episode of our podcast. And uh, what we're trying to do is we're trying to make it a more live stream type of format. So what this will allow you guys to do is uh, be able to interact with the panel. Unfortunately, today, because this is a first-time trial basis, we aren't going to probably have a panel. Uh, I tried to line up some people, but you know, scheduling and, and last minute type of things uh, happen. So unfortunately, we are probably going to be just you and I, but that's okay. Uh, what I'm going to try to do is the purpose of doing this more in a live format is to be faster in the editing so that I will not have to uh, spend as many hours trying to edit down an entire scene Uh, or uh, entire show. So hopefully this will allow a much quicker turnaround time. I hope to put out a Film Jerks episode every week now. Uh, Today's episode is going to be a Trailer Jerk episode. What we're going to do is, in honor of Cyberpunk 2077, we are going to look at three movie trailers that are from the um, cyberpunk sub-genre of films, sci-fi films. Uh, We are going to be talking about the trailer for Johnny Mnemonic, Strange Days, and uh, for Blade Runner, the original Blade Runner film. And uh, uh, if I do get a few people coming in on Discord, that'll be great. They'll join in, and they'll be able to interact. If you guys want to join in, feel free to do so as well. Uh, And uh, you'll have to join the Discord, unfortunately, uh, in order to see the trailers and to be able to um, uh, be on the panel itself. And then also, too, if you are a member of the panel, please follow the terms of services that Twitch has because we are doing this live again. Uh, and then what I will do also is then I will edit this down to strictly audio and we'll send it out through our podcast channels. So, And uh, for those of you that are interested in watching this uh, live stream, basically live, uh, you can uh, go to my Twitch, which is Uh, forsaken underscore ferret and um, just follow me and then on every Saturday morning around this time if scheduling allows uh, I will have an episode and what we'll be doing is the standard film jerks format which is trailer jerks is going to be all about trailers with a uh, jerkatron 9000 game at the end with the standard film jerks episode we'll be looking at a feature film and be able to discuss that in a a group type setting Uh, that one is going to have a little bit more setup so we won't have them as much and then also too we'll have more of an impromptu discussion show which is our off-topic show and then uh that will be great and then if i can't get anybody to do film jerks with me i will uh just put out a standard um forsaken film review uh, review so Uh, Hopefully that was entirely clear, but I am going to uh, basically start off the show uh, right now uh, because of copyright um, reasons, I will not be uh, playing the audio for the trailer. So uh, if you do want to watch, just go to the Discord and you should be able to link on it and Uh, What I will be doing so that we don't have dead airs, I'll talk over the trailer and uh, tell you what I'm seeing in the trailer. And then uh, basically after the trailer is done, we'll go and discuss uh, the trailer uh, as we would. And again, unfortunately, I do apologize. This was kind of a last-minute put together to try to get uh, a show going and to – Uh, Once we get it going more consistently, I'm sure we'll start to get more guests, Uh, and as our audience grows, we'll also get uh, more people involved as well. Uh, But if you are alive with us, feel free to type in the chat any questions that you might have about uh, what I'm doing or about uh, the trailer that I'm viewing at the moment. So uh, first one is I'm going to watch the Johnny Mnemonic trailer. All right, we see kind of a cyberspace. Pretty decent graphics. Here we see Keanu Reeves. Tri-star picture logo. Pretty good backdrop of a city. Some cheesy 80s, 90s graphics. Some high technology. More scans here. Pretty decent skull graphic. Talking a little bit about the sh- the movie, what it's about. Some decent music so far. <laughs> he dumped a chunk of childhood memory. Keanu Reeves being Keanu Reeves. This is early Keanu Reeves, by the way. So got the narrator explaining a little bit more Keanu Reeves again being Keanu Reeves Ralphie Henry Rollins and Some more music some cyberspace scenes again the graphics are a little bit dated uh, very lawnmower (laughs) man-esque it's all in his head keanu reeves not in the head (laughs) johnny mnemonic All right, they got a list of the soundtrack uh artists as well so uh let's uh go straight into my thoughts about this trailer uh did I like the trailer yeah i, I did uh it is a bit dated of course uh, this is a little bit older film uh this came out in the early stages of the cyberpunk uh era uh, this is actually done by one of the early um The premier kind of writers of the cyberpunk genre, uh, William Gibson. William Gibson is the guy that uh, coined a lot of the phrases that we are so used to right now, like cyberspace and, you know, uh, deck cowboys and stuff like that. Um, So the if you've ever role played with Shadowrun or cyberpunk, uh, a lot of inspiration came from William Gibson. And uh, this story that this is based on is a short story called Johnny Mnemonic. It is slightly different than what the movie is. I have the benefit of seeing this movie. Um, I have watched the movie quite a bit. Um, And I do enjoy the film, even though, again, it is kind of uh, dated. And it has a lot of flaws. Uh, But it is one of the first, I think, films that really, truly represent the cyberpunk genre. And that's why I do enjoy it quite a bit. Uh, do I like the trailer? I think, yes, the trailer is uh, decent. Um, I think it could have been a little bit better, um, but it did have a, a quite a bit of action. It didn't feel like it was a two-minute trailer. Uh, it moved along quite quickly. And uh, based on the trailer, um, I think the film, let's see. I'm trying to think of how to best describe what I think the film is based on what I saw in the trailer. Uh, Again, I have the disadvantage here of knowing what the film is actually about. So uh, I may slip in things that uh, I probably already know about the film. And again, that is unfortunate, but that is what happens uh, when we're watching older trailers. Uh, but uh, I'll try my best to try to describe what I think the film is based on the trailer. And hopefully you got a little bit of that as I was talking through the trailer itself. Uh, so, but uh, let me think. Uh, definitely the the thing is uh, the future, or, or kind of the near future. Uh, it is talking about how data is being transferred uh, basically through certain specialized couriers who can download the data into their head. And uh, this film is certainly about someone that probably had uh, downloaded information into their head now that everybody wants, and now everybody is trying to get that information and uh, so forth. So it should be quite an interesting um, film based on what the trailer was. Uh, what did I like about the trailer? I do like the fact that they do uh, highlight the main actors. Um, again, I have the benefit of knowing what the film is, and um, so I, I do know what uh, what the focus of the trailer should be, and I think they did a good job of uh, capturing the essence of the film. It wasn't a confusing trailer. It was a fast-paced trailer, and... It did show, uh, probably at the time, computer graphics that were sure to capture the interest of the audience to try to get people to go and see the trailer, or to see the film itself. Uh, What sort of things would I do to improve the trailer? Ah, that's going to be a tough one for me, I think. Um, Trying to... um, without having the benefit of knowing what the movie is about. Maybe I would have put a little bit more music. I mean, they highlighted a lot of the artists at the end, and I think that's why they did it. But the trailer itself did not have any of that licensed music. It just kind of had a, a very generic kind of sound, at least in my mind. Uh, now, they probably did use some of that licensed soundtrack i just don't remember off the top of my head it has been a while since i've seen johnny mnemonic but i think the um the thing would have been a lot more exciting or or maybe maybe if they had a different narrator the narrator didn't seem like you know the the really deep guy in the movie man voice but it would have been i think uh a little bit better if they would have had that type of of uh voiceover work added to it so uh and would i see the film based on the trailer yes i would i think it was a very interesting film uh or uh interesting trailer and it would have captivated me Uh, it may not have um interested me to go see the film itself in the movie theater but i certainly would want to see it on the streaming service or uh on dvd uh, video at, at the time it actually was in video and if you actually have the VHS, it was a, a, a horrible looking orange colored uh, tape that when you slid it into the cover you would have uh, Keanu Reeves forehead in this um, awful purple pumpkin color, which is ugh, horrible 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 uh, All right, so let's go on to the next trailer. Uh, Again, we are uh, doing a Cyberpunk trailer show in honor of Cyberpunk 2077. Hopefully, you guys have uh, gotten to play the game quite a bit. It just was released um, this week, and uh, a lot of people are enjoying it. Uh, There are still some technical glitches, as you would expect, for a new release game, which is funny to say because, you know, back in the day when you couldn't release out patches you had to guarantee that you had a a quality product go out and not have voiceover or uh, not voiceover to have patches out uh, that day. But I do really enjoy the cyberpunk game. I have played through maybe like probably the first like 5% of the of the thing and I'm doing the corpo um, um, character and then I'll go back and I'll play the nomad character and I'll play the street uh, rat character and uh for those of you that aren't aware cyberpunk 2077 is based on the tabletop role-playing game uh for cyberpunk which uh again is uh, i think they did a very very good job of translating the tabletop game into a uh, video game and it does help to have like having the creator there to to really give you a lot of input in the course of the game itself. So uh, let's uh, bring up our next trailer. And again, uh, the reason why we're doing these trailers is because of that game. And uh, we're trying to capitalize. I, you know, capitalize is a good word for that. Capitalize on the interest in the cyberpunk genre right now. I'm hoping that cyberpunk uh, really does kick in. I was a huge fan of that genre. Uh, I used to play a lot of Shadowrun, more Shadowrun than I did cyberpunk and uh really really loved um that genre i love the science fiction i love reading neuromancer neuromancer was one of my favorite stories uh that i read uh, as a kid and i could do continue to read it i think it's uh still a well done story a little bit hard to read uh, but it is a a fascinating story especially for um coming up with something at the time was so unique and so original and i think that's why cyberpunk movies uh are so unique and so original when it comes to sci-fi because it has kind of um dystopian yet um you have uh like advanced technology so you have a better world while still in dystopian type society so it's a very um really nice kind of juxtaposition Uh, with how that's set up. And I think movies that show the cyberpunk universe, um, especially that aesthetic, uh, are probably the better films of the genre. So uh, now let's take a look at uh, Strange Days. So Catherine Bigelow, film. So unfortunately here I had to cut off all of the audio that I put over the trailer because I had inadvertently added the audio of the trailer into the show. So uh, I took it out here so that uh, we can avoid copyright problems and issues. So uh, we're just going to go straight back into the show as though I had uh, finished talking over the trailer. So um, that's, I guess, what I was trying to say earlier when it comes to having – if you have star power, if you have big-name actors – it's 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 drawing power, so you have to you put their name in the trailer so that you know that they're there. Um, I would have liked to have seen their names earlier up in the front so that you know, uh, I was sitting there. I spent a lot of the trailer trying to figure out, oh, I know that one. I know I know that that fine, you know, but I, I couldn't remember which one it was. It's like so, uh, but they did they did uh, pay uh, they did pay it off at the end by uh showing it at the very end of course so uh did i like the trailer yeah i think uh it was a good trailer Uh, i honestly thought it was a much better catcher trailer than the johnny mnemonic uh based on the trailer what do i think it's about here again i already know what the film is about and i think they were a little bit misleading with the technology it looked very much not like it was even a cyberpunk-style movie. It actually looked more like a crime thriller, to be honest. And, and that's probably because of the time frame that it came out. This was supposed to be set at the end of the century, which is like the year 2000. And for those of you that are, are, are too young to know, uh, we were all afraid of the Y2K book because a lot of things were coded uh in cobol back in the day and cobol um well well the other languages too but uh let's say that the date was always coded as a two digit date and because of that a lot of it was um they had a uh to to determine whether or not something was older than or Uh, uh, earlier than a certain date of today, they would just compare the two fields, the two numbers. Unfortunately, because of the 2000, uh, the number switched back to 00. So whenever you had something that was uh, compared to, 00, of course, is less than 99. And so it would automatically assume that the... Um the current date or you know would be uh incorrect compared to the year two thousand so like um if you compared it to ninety nine it just would it wouldn't work uh also too, you could have things that would flip like you would do math using the double digit without the century there, and what would end up happening is that you would get a uh, like a thousand years of or a hundred years of interest because of the y two k and so that 's why we were always so afraid of the y two k bug and that 's kind of what this genre or the 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 film strange days is about is it's talking about the turn of the century and uh basically everybody having a party because they thought it was the end of the world and um and Unfortunately, the trailer kind of focus more on that and less on the actual technology that they were going to uh, refer or present in the film the film is actually talking about like web sense and they did show it in the trailer uh, which I liked but if you hadn't saw the film you wouldn't have known about that I think that was a marketing ploy because they didn't want to confuse people with technology and they also probably didn't want to have the general audience think that this was just this was a sci-fi film they wanted people to think it was more of a mystery and yeah it was set in the near future Uh, at the time of that this trailer came out or this film came out it was five years into the future and i think the marketing intentionally hid the fact that it was kind of a cyberpunk-esque theme and for those of you that have uh, played a Cyberpunk, this is essentially an early form of the brain dancing. Uh, if you play the Shatter Run uh, tabletop game, this is uh, the the webware, the netware, the web sense, and and so forth. And uh, so, uh, based on the trailer, uh, that's what I think the the film is about. So it's a little bit misleading, and yeah. A better trailer than the previous trailer, which was the Johnny Mnemonic trailer, which did cover the show pretty well. Uh, But again, I think it was intentional because they wanted to have a much larger audience. Uh, And for those of you again joining in our live stream, this is Film Jerks, the show that talks about films like Little Old Ladies in a Book Club, and we are doing a special Trailer Jerks episode where we're talking about trailers, and uh, we've selected three trailers uh in the sub genre of cyberpunk because of cyberpunk 2077 if you have any questions feel free to type it in the chat and i'll try to answer them uh as much as i can um if not no big deal i will just continue on uh, with uh, the show uh so oh, did i like the trailer yes again i thought it was better than the johnny mnemonic trailer what would i do to improve on it i would probably uh probably would have introduced more of the cyberpunk-esque aspects but that said again uh they prob that was because i am a big fan of cyberpunk and a big fan of uh sci-fi in general so that would have captivated me that would have brought me into the seats um and it did actually the trailer did actually make me want to go and see the film and i did go see the film in the theaters And I did thoroughly enjoy the film, Uh, and uh, the trailer did do a good job. However, uh, if you wanted to capture people more like me with my sensibilities, you do have to have more of the cyberpunk aspects, more of the high technology. Even though there isn't much in it, the only thing that really uh, shows that this is a cyberpunk thing is the web sense where... Or where the, they call them squibs, I guess, and it would basically, and they had this in Johnny Mnemonic as well, which is interesting. Uh, so it is definitely an element of cyberpunk. If you do not have um, a reader or player of brainwave activities, you're probably not um, uh, as you're 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 missing out on a huge subsection of what cyberpunk can offer you. So. Uh, Let's see here, and what would be my next question here is uh, would I go see the film based on the trailer? Yes, I already uh, have stated that I do uh, like the trailer, and I would go see the trailer based on this, Uh, whereas with the Johnny Mnemonic trailer, I would see it in the streaming service and probably on uh, DVD or um, (laughs) back-in-the-day VHS tapes, but with strange jays this trailer i would definitely go see it in the movie theaters which again i did and i did go see uh both of them uh in the movie theaters as well so the last trailer that we are going to be talking about today before we go on uh and do the jerkatron 9000 game uh we are going to be uh doing a classic cyberpunk movie which at the time it probably wasn't even considered a cyberpunk movie and that of course is the blade runner the original blade runner from the 80s uh so uh, again i am not going to be playing the <laughs> i think i actually did play the sound in the in the last one uh so hopefully they mute that out i do apologize for the copyright stuff uh in there i am trying to avoid copyrights as much as possible uh and i will be talking over the trailer and kind of give uh, the audience uh kind of an understanding of what's going on without actually having to hear any of the copyrighted songs or uh copyright trademark type things you know uh it's uh very very important nowadays that we have to watch out for that so uh, i'm going to do my best to have a show where we can still talk about trailers and films and still um be able to uh have not dumped empty air you know that's that's hugely important when you're doing a podcast so all right uh this time i'm for sure muting the sound and i will be talking about the original blader runner trailer it says los angeles november 2019 so that's already passed oh, beautiful beautiful scenery this is- wonderful special effects you got the spinner car again i know the benefit of what it's called we have two people talking we have a head turning on a tv harrison ford again in a smoky lit room have voiceover harrison ford explaining what the film is about or what the world is about roy batty it's talking about rudger Hauer. oh my god Big fan, big fan. And Rachel. uh, Talking to Tyrell. More human than human. Glowy eyes of the replicants. So detective work. Cyber noir is probably more of this. It's less punk and more noir. So they're in a icebox, looks like Rudger Hauer. James Wong, looks like. More Rachel and Harrison. Got good chemistry right on screen there. You can tell it right in the trailer video phones back in the back in the day this was all new technology super super crowded ooh so definitely showing the power of what a replicant can do Harrison Ford drinking a little bit some very calm oldies type music Sean Young again with Harrison. They're kissing, and you can kind of start to hear music kind of interrupting the calm music. Action is definitely picking up. The calm music is now faded, and now you get that electronic beat going: bump, 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 bump. Daryl uh, Hannah, ooh, doing some athletic flips. Amazing, amazing set pieces in this trailer so far. This is a super long trailer, by the way. This is like a four-minute long trailer. More Rodger Hauer playing Roy Batty, jumping across. Harrison Ford jumping. Oh, and we don't get to see and the names again. Harrison Ford. Blade Runner. So again, uh, that was the trailer for Blade Runner. Again, because of copyright reasons, I was trying to avoid playing them on the stream itself. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, If you are just joining us, we are doing a recording of Film Jerks. It is the show that talks about Films like little old ladies in a book club. We have different types of shows We have a feature film show which we call film jerks and then there's film jerks trailer jerks Which is what we're doing today where we look at trailers like little Old ladies in a book club normally we have a panel But because this is the first uh, episode that we're kind of uh, Bringing into a live stream format. uh, It was a little bit difficulty. There were scheduling conflicts, but I think what I need to do is I need to keep having the show as much as possible and do the show by myself if I have to, uh, and then uh, eventually we'll start to get the panel to come in again, and then we'll be able to do a much more interactive show. But if you have any questions about trailers, trailer jerks, film jerks in general, or about me, the Bowtie Critic, uh, the Forsaken Ferret, feel free to type it in the chat, and we'll try to answer them for you. Um, because of Cyberpunk 2077, uh, 2077 coming out this week, uh, we have decided that we are going to do um trailer. Uh, we're going to look at some of the trailers of some cyberpunk films that came out a while back and uh, review them, essentially. We talked about Johnny Mnemonic earlier. We talked about the film Strange Days. And now we just finished talk- or looking at uh, Blade Runner. And if you do want to join us, uh, just feel free to join our Discord group, and then you'll be able to be part of Trailer Jerks, and you will be able to watch the trailers with us, and you will also be then able to uh, be a part of the panel and put in your input. Uh, If you just want to put in your input through chat, I will be your voice as well. Just simply put it in chat, and I will bring it up. And what I will do is after this show is done, I will download it, I will edit it, and then send it out to our podcast distributors, and then you will be able to see this in an audio format only, and it will be a true podcast that covers, uh, or that will be out on Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and iTunes, uh, as well as just about any type of stream or uh, podcast browser out there. So... Uh, (laughs) and one of the reasons why I chose to do this in a more live stream format instead of the normal recording that we used to do is that I want to be able to get much more interaction with an audience. And then also too, this forces me to, um, be much more spontaneous in my hosting abilities. And I also want to have the turnaround time be a lot quicker. I'm going to force myself not to edit down things so much. Because when you're doing a podcast recording, it is so, so easy to fall into a rut where you're going to want to edit down everything, um, to be perfect, where you take out all the ums and ahs out of everybody's speech. Instead, I'm just going to leave them in and I'm going to edit out all of the dead, dead air type things in our audio and then put it out so that it's much more raw and much more, um, truthful, I guess it, it, I mean, it podcasts are truthful um but you know even the edited versions of it but i can tell you that i can change the tone of a podcast simply by taking out certain elements and then uh rearranging them it's kind of amazing how you can do that you can do that in a film of course and you can also do that with audio and a podcast show. With a live stream, you can't do that. It's it's out there. And so that again is one of the reasons why I moved it into the streaming format. And then also too, I'm hoping to be able to do this in a much more uh much more frequency. This is going to be its home now from eleven AM Central Time till uh till about you know like one o'clock and then uh, on Saturdays. And we'll do the film jerks episodes We'll do the Trailer Jerks, and then the last type of Film Jerks episode that we do is called Off Topics, where we talk about a lot of different things. It'll be one single topic, but is be, be much more of a discussion-type show, and that one uh, I really want to have a, a panel in and uh, have you guys more interact with the show. But uh, that said, let's go and continue on with our Trailer Jerks episode. We're going to be talking now about the Blade Runner official trailer. It was a four-minute long trailer, super, super long. Uh, did I like it? I I liked it probably if it was my first time through. Uh, I have seen this film many, many times. This is my favorite science fiction film uh, of all time. It is my second favorite film of all time. So, um, yeah <laughs> and uh wow. So it, it's it's hard for me to say did I like the trailer? Uh it was a well done trailer. It was a high quality trailer. It was definitely a marketing um extravaganza because they did highlight things of the film that they needed to highlight. But what the trailer does kinda lack in is the pacing. At the beginning it was very, very slow. And then it picked up, picked up, picked up, picked up. Um, and, and you could tell that with the music. And, I, and as I was going through the trailer and describing it, um, it you could definitely hear how things were picking up because the music was picking up. You had the calm music um, by um, Vangelis And then uh, it would pick up much more into, into a much more techno-tech uh, beat techno beat and it was going pop 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 pop, pop, and it was speeding up speeding up and then it would completely drop out of the calm and then it would just and then the scenes that would show one after the other and would be more cut jump cuts jump cuts jump cuts in the trailer and it was definitely to get you excited unfortunately because the beginning was so slow uh you may have wanted to bail out at the two minute mark and uh what's interesting and odd about this is it's very much how the film is like so the pacing of the trailer is almost identical to the pacing of blade runner the film itself Uh, um (laughs) because believe me (laughs) blade runner is super super slow at the beginning and uh but because they're doing world building and again the trailer kind of mirrors that as well because it was doing world building Building, it was explaining the world to you. Uh, It was the world of 2019, which looks nothing like 2019 as it is now, uh, being 2020. But uh, they did get a few things right. I mean, they got video phone technology, which they showed, and that was kind of cool. They, it was much more, um, like if you're into the cyberpunk universe, the aesthetic of the cyberpunk city uh like dread if you've ever seen them film dread or even judge dread yeah. uh the the big mega opolis type cities the arcologies where you have entire cities being a single building is is it comes a lot from the blade runner film and uh of course this is sto- uh based on a story by philip k dick called do androids dream of electric sheep uh an odd a story, and it's very, very loosely based. I mean, some of the characters, some of the plot-type things, uh, they later on tried to get it to uh, like later writings of the Blade Runner um, like novels. They tried to incorporate more of Philip K. Dick's original storyline and, and merge it in with um, Wrigley Scott's vision of Blade Runner. But if you just take Blade Runner and compare it to The original source material is slightly off uh, kilter and um, but you again wouldn't get that through the official trailer Uh, but that said i think they really did a good job of trying to mirror what the film is going to be about because if you did enjoy the trailer then you would probably love the film because it follows the same type of elements you even have the voiceover To try to explain things because the film itself couldn't explain itself and without the voiceover you wouldn't get that um, understanding as well so the world building and you needed to do that at the time that this film came out because this was in the early 80s and cyberpunk was really only kind of a literary um, genre it wasn't in movies yet and it wasn't in TV and it wasn't in video games. You know, William Gibson was writing Neuromancer and putting out the Johnny Mnemonic um, things and Burning Chrome was coming out and stuff like that. So uh, they really did need to explain it to the audience, um, assuming that that was the audience that you're trying to capture. Um, it's so much easier nowadays to be able to do that. And I think if they were to recut the trailer today, they would probably incorporate more of those aspects. In fact, if you look at the Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven game trailer, it does focus on a lot of the technology and a lot of the world without having to explain it because we already know thanks to movies like Blade Runner and stuff like that. Um, let's see here. Uh, let's say, what did I like about the trailer? I liked how professional it was. Uh, I loved the the aesthetic i mean it, it draws you in when one of the highlights of the film is the cityscapes it's so enormous you've got the little spinner cars that are flying around uh and they look so small compared to the entire cityscape and i think that was important to to really capture your imagination. And because it captures your imagination, it draws you in, and it, makes you do, it does make you want to watch the film. Um, that said, though, it does suffer, again, from that slow-type pacing at the beginning. Uh, they needed that full four minutes to kind of draw you in. Uh, actually, it was three and a half minutes if you're really kind of uh, recording, or if you're doing a stopwatch, it was three and a half minutes. But still, a very long trailer compared to the last two trailers that we had. I mean, the Johnny Mnemonic one was kind of quick, 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 quick. Um, And and a lot about action and didn't really tell you that much about what the film was about. Uh, Then you had the, but better at it than Strange Days. Strange Days was kind of very misleading because it didn't uh, cover that much about it. More of the, it it looked like a regular modern day thriller again and uh, so forth. Whereas Blade Runner, you can definitely see that this is a future type setting. Uh, They didn't talk too much about what the replicants were, made you think that they were robots, and you didn't really understand that they're not robots per se, that they're kind of genetic robots, so to speak. Um, So, uh, but um, again, and the music, the music by Vangelis uh, is another huge highlight. But they didn't play the main theme of Blade Runner, or the, even the end theme of Blade Runner. They played the uh, Memories of Green song, and then uh, something something more of a, a, a like a techno type style thing that was just building up, building up, building up. Um, so they kind of left that as a, as a, as a, like a little gift for coming in and watching the film. Because remember watching the film for the first time and getting that end credit, you know, you know, and it's so, it's so, you know, and it, and it really does leave you on a high note with the film, even though the film itself kind of is like, uh, depending on what version of the film, like if you watch the theatrical version, it leaves you on kind of a high note. um, Whereas the, the. Uh, The regular director's cut or the experience cut, whatever they want to call it, cut of the film is much more mysterious and much more like thought provoking, which is good because I think you needed a more general audience type thing when it first came out. And then later on, when you start to get cult followings, the people that would have just watched the film one time aren't going to be that interested in their in what you do to change it. But the people that love the film, they're going to get their second version of the film, which is what they did. And, again, the trailer, I I probably would have done a a little bit different pacing. I would have cut it down to a standard two-minute one. I'm sure they actually did have two-minute trailers. This just happens to be the first trailer that I picked up for us to look at and and so forth. But, again, it says official trailer, so that's what I'm going with and uh, so forth. The other thing I would have done is I I, and it's probably because again the timing that it came out is uh, as I was going through there were a lot of people that I was like oh I recognize that person I recognize that person I recognize that person I probably would have moved them up uh, a little bit farther Um, they were trying to do much more of the world building and and less of the draw of it and I think trailers do benefit if they have the uh, star appeal to bring like you know Harrison Ford's name up to the front and uh I think at this time he's he you know if Harrison Ford was still a, a major actor uh they should have brought his name up you know earlier in the beginning or maybe they just relied on his ability that everyone recognizes Harrison Ford and he did not need to be put up uh you know in in the in the trailer itself but I I think if you uh hit a trailer really quickly with a, a lot of the high points right away, the star appeal power, having the good uh, like narrator. In this case, it was Harrison Ford doing the voiceover work, where they I think they just cut in the actual voiceover from the film rather than pay you know movie movie voice guy to talk over it. Uh, I'm sure that this would have been a, a much more different trailer uh, had they had uh, much more of the action style trailer. Um, that you would have expected from like the nineties action films of like like Predator or Terminator stuff like that, so uh but uh would I go see this film based on the trailer i didn 't like the trailer I think as much, but I think it 's because I love the film, and I know what the film is like, and so. I think I have to put myself in a little bubble and say, no, I wouldn't have done that. Uh, the only thing that would have probably compelled me, or the only few things that would have compelled me, it would have been the star appeal of Harrison Ford um, and Rutger Hauer, because at the time I was still a fan of Rutger Hauer. Uh, and um, the, the settings, just seeing the cityscapes uh, really did captivate me. And so those would be the two reasons to go see the film. Um and ah wow, I'm almost kind of changing my mind on this thing. It's like uh, the the scenery itself would be it would weren't you going to watch it in the theaters because having it in that wide format and seeing everything is so much different. Because we didn't have if you watch this on television, we didn't have that that letterbox format. We didn't have um you know HD televisions either at the time that this trailer first came out. And so I think maybe that's why they did focus on on the cityscape more because they knew that that's what would draw people in. So, yeah, I think that's um, that's why they did that. Uh, At least that's the story that I'm going to go with. And we'll go with that as well. So, again, if you are joining us in our live stream, feel free to type in our chat and any questions about the three trailers that we talked about, uh, what, you know. If you missed out on some of the things that we talked about earlier, feel free to bring it up and uh, I will discuss it now as well. I am looking into the uh, chat and I will be able to relay any questions. I do apologize, we do not have a panel like we normally have today. But uh, again, that's we are trying to bring the show over from a normal podcast into a live stream format and uh, they're scheduling conflicts and such. But I feel that if we do, have the show on a much more regular basis every Saturday, then I think we will eventually start getting more and more people and then more and more interactions with the chat as well. So uh, again, this is the Film Jerks podcast where we talk about films like Little Old Ladies in a Book Club. Uh, The nice thing about the book club format is that we are able to uh, discuss films back and forth and uh, talk about it in a different way. When you're reviewing a film, you have to be very critical about certain things like the actors and, and so forth, the, the structure of certain things. Uh, but with Film Jerks, we do talk about those things, but we also uh, talk about you know interactions, the things that you would expect if people were sitting around a table and just talking about a single subject. So uh, that's the appeal of uh, Film Jerks. And what makes it uh, a little bit different also is that we have discussion games, And, um, so with film jerks, we have a list of random type of games. We have like words, words, words. You can uh, find out about by going to our Facebook group, just go in there and type face, (laughs) go to Facebook and look up a film jerks. And then you'll be able to, uh, find uh, the discussion group and then you can join that and it'll be a good way to learn about our discussion games. But with a trailer jerks, we also have a, um, A variation of words 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 where we take a uh, the jerkatron 9000 which is a random word generator which will pick out words for us and then we have to incorporate those words into a sentence based on the trailers that we had talked about uh, in the show so if you have any questions feel free to write that in there and if you have any words that you want me to try to incorporate into uh, a sentence let me know too I may have to ask you what the definition of the actual word is or maybe not. I think it might be fun just to uh, come up with the thing based on the sound of what I think the word is. So uh, anyways, uh, (laughs) that is – we'll we'll bring up the Jerkatron 9000 and uh, we will uh, pick out our first word. Again, normally this is much more fun when we have a lot more people involved. but. I am is just me, and I'm going to continue doing just me shows if that is what it takes uh, to get uh, this show back on its foot. Uh, so, And also, too, if you're on Spotify, iTunes, or Stitcher, look up Film Jerks. Um, there are variations of Film Jerks. There are other people that have uh, Film Jerk-type shows, but we are the Film Jerks podcast, and uh, if you uh, look on the logo, uh, it's basically a guy with, a, uh, with his... Uh, middle appendage finger sticking out, uh, but it's uh, it's tastefully blocked for you. So if you see that logo, that is us, and then you can look up some of the older shows that we have done, and then they'll give you a good feel for what Film Jerks is really, really about. So, all right, let's bring up the uh, random word generator here. <laughs> so the word is image, and uh, so... Hey, film jerks! Woo! The um... so I have to incorporate the word "image" into a sentence. So uh, I'm going to cheat a little bit, and I'm going to use the word "imagery." I think that the trailers that we had were uh were that had, had uh, really beautiful imagery, and the imagery or the images got better as we progressed along. So we started with Johnny Mnemonic, which was a very kind of um, Mm. kind of a, a, you can see that it was cheap, cheaply made or made on a budget. I shouldn't say cheaply made. It was uh, because cheaply made sounds like it was bad. No, it was made on a budget. So they had to make some stylistic choices. And so the image images in that film were very much choices. They had to Uh, not have the grand scale that you would have saw in the later trailers or the later films that we saw. So Strange Days, it it upped the ante a little bit and showed us a little bit more production value. And then we finally get to see all the images that were in Blade Runner. And with Blade Runner, we got to see a lot of imagery. Uh, And I think that was what drew people into the film and made the trailer much more impactful was because of the images that they showed in the um uh, i keep calling it cyberpunk in the um blade runner trailer so let's go Uh, i think i still turned off the dirketron 9000 sound uh so what we're going to do is we're going to Cheap, cheap is the word. <laughs> oh boy, goodness. Um, so I already kind of said this earlier, but I think that the. Um, uh, I don't want to use the word cheap because I I I don't want people to think that I'm I'm belittling the trailer in any way. Um, all right. Let's do this. Uh, I think that the Strange Days trailer was being a little bit cheap and disingenuous by not really, tell, not really highlighting the fact that it is a cyberpunk film. Um, they really did focus more on the mystery, and they kind of glossed over the whole squib thing and the netware type device. And yeah... It was just a kind of device that moved the story along in the film. But uh, in the trailer, um, it was almost totally ignored because they even referred to it as tape all the time. Like it wasn't even um, something that we would have automatically thought of being uh, like something out of ordinary. So, like when the film came out, which was 1995, around that time period. Uh, we knew what tape was um, So it was kind of cheap to do that where if you went into the film and then you would have realized that it was kind of like this um, Futuristic sci-fi you might have been you might have felt like you were cheated as a result all right, so uh, Normally, we would go through our entire panel of guests Um with the Jerkatron 9000, but because I don't have the panel, I'm going to continue on, and I will uh, do a, a next series and a couple series. If you guys have some words that you want me to use, I will uh, use them, and I will try to write them into the um, uh, into a sentence, or I will try to bring them into a sentence. So, uh, and uh, I won't even need to know the definition of the word based on how the word sounds. I am going to talk about. Uh, A sentence with it. Um, Hopefully I do understand the words so that I don't sound like I'm a total idiot But you know, I think it sometimes makes it fun to be able to be uh, Spontaneous in that way. So John 9000 our next word is Relevance relevance Okay, so um I think that the trailers that we talked about had significant relevance to today, uh, not just because the Cyberpunk 2077 came out, but because of of the themes in the movie. So we talk about how um, the future has got all of this high technology, all these advantages that we can have, but it's also a dystopian society. We see corporations being, um, like, taking over. So we see that uh, especially in the cyber, or I keep calling it the cyberpunk, in the Blade Runner trailer. In the Johnny Mnemonic trailer, you kind of see that. um, You kind of, I think they even mention it in the voiceover work as well. So those two things, you you can think about, like, society. Look at Amazon today. Amazon is slowly taking over everything. And, you know, Apple slowly taking over everything. Before that, it was Microsoft, and Microsoft has kind of lost its thing because they broke it up. Prior to that, it was at and And they, whoops, the bells. Um, and they, they just broke up everything and, and to prevent a society to happen. And you can very much think that it just takes a small tipping point. Strange Days had that whole end of the world type of vibe and then you look outside and we we feel like we are in the end of the world the end times is coming you know blah 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 and so strange days at least the trailer really does kind of have that relevance as well so um there certainly is a lot of relevance today in the films that we talked about Outside of the whole aspect of Cyberpunk 2077 just coming out, I'm really hoping that the cyberpunk genre comes back into the mainstream. I know that the uh, the director of of the Deadpool uh, wanted to do Neuromancer, which is William Gibson's uh, super super uh, wonderful novel. And uh, I, I've i been waiting to see this movie for like two decades now, and I always keep looking up for new information. And the last that I heard is that he wanted to do that film and uh, possibly was going to do it after the Terminator movie was done and so forth. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed that uh, with Cyberpunk 2077 bringing back a lot of interest that they might actually pull the gun and um bring about the uh Neuromancer film which by the way if you had watched Johnny Mnemonic that's the reason why her name was changed to Jane because the people that own the rights to Neuromancer own the rights to that name so they couldn't use um Sally or Molly in the Johnny Mnemonic film <laughs> and so they they created her as Jane and they also I think some of the identifying characteristics of Sally and Molly Uh, Couldn't be used in the film, like the mirrored eyes or the uh, nails. So next, Jerkatron nine thousand, give us a new word. Mind. Okay, the word is mind. Let me think a little bit, and I think, I hope you don't mind me saying that I think a lot of the trailers in the in the Cyberpunk genre did cover a lot of aspects of mind. Uh, so for example, when you do the Johnny Mnemonic, you talk about the cyber. Um you talk about mnemonic carriers, and that's basically storing it in, in his mind, in his memories, and he lost a chunk of his childhood. And so that really did focus on the mind. Um, in, in in that aspect. So the genre of cyberpunk really does have a huge aspect of the mind, which I think this does cover quite a bit. Uh, the Blade Runner one didn't really focus that much on mind, so did not have that. Uh, you did get it in Strange Days, however, because uh, they also had kind of the brain dance, if you're into Cyberpunk twenty seven seventy seven, They had their version, they had the squib uh, which uh was a net that you put on your head, and what it would do is it would um, subatomically bombard your brain and activate the new art uh, the fire the neurons in your brain uh to trigger certain type of things, so it would uh allow you to play someone else's recording of their mind. Pretty, pretty cool, and that is a really big aspect of cyberpunk and that genre is the is the being able to alter your mind and even today we have a, a small version of that. It started with VR and then it went into augmented reality. Google Glass and I think Apple is now working on their version of a glass device, which will allow you to meld your mind with with technology and have other things information added to you at a fingertip, you know, right there on a heads-up display. Uh, Eventually, too, uh, you'll be able to replace your eye with an optical sensor and you'll be able to see again and and so forth. And they have restored, I believe, limited sight to some people. Um, Now, with the sensor that they have, you can kind of see variations of things like black and white. You can't see color because of the cones and rods and how that you would have to be able to link them together and so forth. But uh, very, very exciting um, aspect of the future. So uh, let's continue on with another word from the Jerkatron 9000. Justice. Justice is my word. And I think I will say that um, with cyberpunk in general, justice is... Kind of a um, a strange concept because you have um, like heists and thieves. So, Johnny Mnemonic was about a mnemonic carrier, and you had gangs looking to try to get the data in his head. And obviously, because he's a courier, um, they um, and, and the fact that he couldn't go to the police hugely indicates that he was doing something illegal so to speak, although um, uh, Ill- illegal in the terms of that the corporations run the government now, and because of that, um, they are able to set things to uh, into place to reflect or to protect themselves. Um, so uh, th- there was that aspect. They showed police in a lot of the Let's see. Uh, in 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 the trailers as well. As uh, in the Strange Days, you see the the kind of riot cops with their riot shields uh, in place. So um, there was that aspect. Y- you in the trailer for Johnny Mnemonic, you saw people that look like SWAT teams, but you you later on find out that they were actually yakuza. Uh, if you watch the film itself, spoilers. <laughs> But uh, so, yeah, justice is going to always be a part of cyberpunk, more so of injustice in how things are, because uh, a lot of cyberpunk and about the genre it has to do with heists. So uh, if you think about it, you know, the Avengers type stuff, you know, um, Ant-Man type stuff uh, that could easily have been a cyberpunk thing. Uh, imagine having technology to shrink you so that you could do um, heists and stuff like that. You can easily see that be uh, a cyberpunk movie. All right, uh, one last word before we end uh, the stream, and then I uh, work on recording uh, this and putting it out in a podcast. <laughs> Extort. <laughs> Oof. Extort. <laughs> uh I wanna be a little bit funny here and say that uh that it is uh that the uh the trailers had like uh torts. Torts? Torts and it no longer showed them and so now they became ex torts. Uh <laughs> I oh, know. That was horrible. Horrible, horrible. Slap on the wrist. I've probably lost a lot of viewers because of that and listeners as well. But that is okay. Uh, extort, I'm going to say, is uh, uh, on the same note as what we previously talked about with Justice. Um, there's a lot of extortion, like certain things people were forced into doing things that they shouldn't. And that's kind of an aspect of what cyberpunk is like. And these trailers did um, kind of show that, where where you see people having to do things that they most necessarily didn't really want to do and um, were, for one reason or another, were extorted into uh, taking actions that they were not comfortable with. So I know that wasn't a really good one. I probably would have been better off picking a different word, but uh, that is... Uh, that just happens to be how we do things in life, you know? And maybe in the uh, podcast, I won't have uh, this word in there. I may have just cut it out. It's just to make me sound like I'm uh, a lot more uh, clever and witty with my words, so forth. Uh, but uh, again, I am uh, the bow tie critic of the Forsaken Ferret. I do a stream regularly on my own regular streams, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, starting at 7 p.m. Central Time. And then now we're, uh, we are going to do Film Jerks episodes. I'm going to try to have them every Saturday, starting at 11 a.m. I'm hopefully going to get uh, a guest and a bunch more panelists. I'm uh, trying to get people from the original show to come in and uh, help me out as well. Uh, it is all part of this changeover to make it more of a live show. Uh, allow people to be able to type in uh, some uh, chat questions and be able to become part of the show. Uh, If you do want to uh, learn more about the Film Jerks in general, feel free to go to uh, the Facebook group and look up the Film Jerks and uh, join us and then somebody will okay your uh, invite to come in, and then uh, there'll be a small community thing there that people can talk about. But I am going to try to keep moving uh, toward a more unified platform like Discord, so you may see a Film Jerks Discord going out at some point in the future as well. So, uh, But in the meantime, just go to my Discord, and then you'll be able to Uh, Be a part of the show. Uh, You can join the Discord chat like we're doing here, and you will become uh, a panelist and you can talk about the films that we are talking about. I would recommend Trailer Jerks being the first show that you try out or our off topic show because uh, that doesn't require you to do any homework. So, with uh, Trailer Jerks, you just watch the trailer that we are going to be discussing, and then with um, the Off-topics, we're just going to talk about in a casual way a topic. It most likely will be related to films, but it doesn't have to be. Uh, We talked about um, Saturday morning cartoons at one time. We talked about um, um, found footage films also at at another time. So uh, we are definitely open to a lot of suggestions. And feel free to type in some suggestions or some themes that you want us to cover in the future as well. So... Uh, That would be an extremely fun time the more interactive that we can become the better the show will will uh, Progress, and I really am hoping that all of us will uh, Grow the show film jerks is one of the uh, podcast shows that I liked a a lot back in the day Uh, And that's why uh, when I was asked to uh, take over the show I said yes for sure I definitely want to do this and I put my own kind of uh, stamp on the show And uh, hopefully um, I can continue that with all of your guys' help. Also, too, I want to bring back my regular critique show uh, where I look at films that I want to talk about. It's called Forsaken Film Reviews. They're really short uh, shows. They're probably like eight minutes long. But what I'll probably do is I'll probably film them back to back to back to back. So, so again, uh, hopefully uh, you guys enjoyed uh, this show. And uh, if you are listening to this on a streaming service as opposed to a a live stream, uh, I should say a podcast browser rather than a streaming service like we're doing live now, that uh, you are able to find my uh, stream, which is uh, Forsaken underscore Ferret. So just go to twitch.tv slash Forsaken underscore Ferret, follow me, and then you'll be able to uh, interact with me uh, during the show. Or you can join the Discord as well and then be actually part of the panel itself. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you guys all again really, really soon. Uh, Let's see here. I think that's it. Uh, I will see you guys all again on next Saturday, 11 a.m., assuming that there's no scheduling conflicts, of course. And we will be doing another uh, uh, Film Jerks episode. Uh, Most likely going to be an off-topic show, so that'll be easy. Just come in there, discuss with me. We'll pick out a topic that we can uh, feel uh, comfortable with talking about. And you can also uh, chat with us in chat and be part of the discussion that way as well. Uh, So, again, next Saturday, uh, 11 a.m., or you can watch my regular shows, Mondays, Wednesdays, and um, Fridays, starting at 7 p.m. Central Time. And all of those things are central time. So uh, as always, I like to uh, let everybody know that uh, uh, try to be uh, safe by being prepared. Always uh, try to be the best version of yourself and try to help others be the best version of themselves that they can be uh, as well. Uh, Thank you for watching, everybody. I will hopefully see you guys again all next week. And be sure to check out our podcast version of this. Uh, on Stitcher, iTunes, or even Spotify. Just look up Film Jerks, and I will see you guys again very, very soon.